Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast. Another world. Another time. In the age of wonder. There was once a dream. You could only whisper it. Anything more than a whisper, and it would vanish. A battle between good and evil. You don't know the power of the dark side. Where shall I find a new adversary so close to my own level? Try the local sewer. You know of the rebellion against the Empire? The Avengers, Earth's mightiest heroes. Peace means having a bigger stick than the other guy. One of these days, I'm going to have a stick of my own. I'm Groot. Welcome to the Neverland Podcast. The podcast for lovers of Disney, Pixar, Marvel, and Star Wars. I'm glad you're here to tell us these things. Please welcome your host, Jeremy. I thought he'd be taller. Yeah, I can fly. All it takes is faith. Well, if it isn't the Star-Spangled Man with a plan, what is your plan today? Up to Neverland! Take your pixie out of your pockets, Neverlanders! Sprinkle some pixie dust around and fly away with your happiest thought with me to Neverland. It's time for another trip to Neverland and we're going to be very wooden puppet focused today as we take a look at Pinocchio. It has finally come to digital HD, but of course has been previously released on Blu-ray. But I recently managed to pick this up, although it was released January 31st. I just managed to pick it up, and I've gone through all the special features, and we're going to talk all about my thoughts on everything that's included in this package. And of course, we're going to take a ride on the dark ride for Pinocchio. You know, Pinocchio's Daring Journey. Also, we're going to have some story time with Pinocchio, and I've got a really fun 20-minute long retelling with some of the music from the great motion picture of Pinocchio. Uh, Getting to watch it again was fantastic again. This is going to be a lot of fun. Let's get started with a little bit of Disney news.
spanning the Disney and Geek Universe to bring you the best in comics, toys, movies, and entertainment. This is news from around Neverland. Okay, this comes from a Los Angeles magazine. It says a Star Wars virtual reality experience has just opened in Los Angeles where you can literally fight stormtroopers with a lightsaber. There's been no fanfare over this. Apparently it kept pretty quiet, but IMAX VR has soft opened its first virtual reality experience center. And it's across the street from something called The Grove at 157 South Fairfax. For those of you who live in Los Angeles, I don't, (laughs) but that's where it is. It's dedicated to virtual reality. And you can go inexpensively to indulge your ultimate escapist fantasies. Currently, they feature Star Wars Trials on Tatooine. That's where you're fighting with stormtroopers. Something called Raw Data, where you fight robots. And the John Wick Chronicles, where you get to fight with humans. Uh, And of course, an assortment of decidedly less fighting-intensive experience are there for all ages. Uh, This, though, uh, looking at the pictures, it's like a big room. And I've seen some videos of stuff like this before, where you have a big room with a large screen, and you're kind of interacting with the screen. Uh, And as it says here on the article, it says, You enter the space through what could be a Delos lobby from Westworld. Curving white walls, smooth concrete floors, a panoramic photo of Los Angeles at dusk, and massive screens with instructions for the uninitiated. And it's $10 for the 10-ish minute experience, or $25 will get you a whole half-hour sampler pack. Once you've selected your experience, you get ushered into a a big black room here where there's cubicle-like square pods. They have very cushy floors, and they are partitioned off with some low barriers. So you get into this little room here with your little screen, so in the pod, an attendant's going to help you suit up. You're going to get a headset, a backpack, some headphones, and even a handheld controller, and then you're off. So the Star Wars experience is going to put you out on Tatooine. The Millennium Falcon is going to descend, land right next to you, and then you fire up a lightsaber, and you wave it wildly, basically, in the general direction of some blaster-wheeling stormtroopers as they're going to pile out of an Imperial shuttle. Now, the VR tech here, it's position tracking, so you can walk, jump, crawl all around in the virtual world, of course, provided you stay within your pod, so it's detecting your movement with all the the gear that they've put on you. Kind of slow, like when they capture stuff if you've watched... Uh, well, for instance, on the Uncharted games, you could actually watch the behind the scenes and they would put all the dots on everybody and they motion capture all the stuff. Sounds like it's going to be a lot like that. Now, if any of you happen to get a chance to get out there, let me know and tell me what this is like and what you thought of it. Because I am personally very curious, but I'm probably not going to be able to get out there to check it out. They say the time of heroes is over. That if you're different, you're dangerous. But I know the truth. The world will always need heroes. We just need to reassemble. Okay, there's not a whole lot I can say about this, because I don't know any more than this teaser tells us. But, there is an upcoming Avengers game coming from Square Enix. So it's, you know, these are the same people who did Kingdom Hearts, you know, so they do role-playing games. You know, this is the Final Fantasy people. And there's an Avengers game. 
I have no idea anything of what's going on with this game. Nothing that I can say for sure. I can speculate that maybe you get to create your own superhero and maybe your own team of Avengers. Because the video shows, you know, like the, like the Avengers maybe have fallen or have been defeated or something and they're gone. And the world still needs some Avengers. So perhaps you get to create your own team? I don't know. All I know is that this little announcement teaser came out. And I'm very excited. Now, this is something I got from ThemeParkology.com. They are working on uh, some documentaries about some Disney Park dark rides. And let me just read this from for you directly. I am excited to announce that you can now pre-order Theme Parkology's first documentary for 2017, the dark series Alice in Wonderland. This 40-minute documentary journeys through the history of Disneyland's whimsical attraction, exploring the humble beginnings and the many changes that have occurred throughout the years. It features a great interview with Imagineer Alan Coates, whose father Claude Coates worked on the attraction. The amazing DVD cover was created by graphic artist Kristen Watkins. Brian Simmons returns to narrate the story, and it was written by talented writer Natalie Gorna, and it was co-edited by gifted editor Sean Buckley. Click on over to ThemeParkology.com. You can pre-order your copy for only $15, plus shipping, which is around about a $5 savings. The offer is for a very limited time, so don't delay. Click on over to the shop page of the website and pre-order your copy today. Now, apparently there's also going to be a Pirates of the Caribbean they're going to make. They're getting just started with all kinds of this stuff. I'm interested in this, so I think I'm going to pre-order it myself. Uh, I will make sure I put a link in Theme Parkology right into the show notes here for the podcast, so you can definitely check that out and order yourself a copy. Alrighty, some news that I have been waiting for. We finally got an announcement. Okay, so March 10th, that's a Friday, at 8 p.m., Eastern Time. It's going to be 7 o'clock my time. That will be the premiere of Tangled Before Ever After on the Disney Channel. Is this bad? <laughs> the story of Tangled takes place along No, oh. <laughs> Rapunzel is Tangled. Well. I feel like he needs to do the whole thing. Flynn and Rapunzel, a girl with <laughs> crazy long hair. And Flynn is now Eugene, but he's also still kind of Flynn, isn't he? And their romance blossoms and chaos ensues and songs and adventure and everything in between. Movie? I feel like you get to know mom and dad a whole lot better because family lot more. is very important. Uh, you know, our, our animal characters like Pascal and Maximus and others. Are back. Um, you're back. You're back. I'm back. I don't know how much we can reveal though. I know, not too much. We feel good about that answer. Okay. We're locking that in. Guys, we're back. We're Tune back. In. It's Come happening. On. This, of course, is the movie that's launching Tangled the Regular Series. Well, it's going to be just called Tangled the Series, not Tangled the Regular Series. That, of course, will begin on Friday, March 24th. Now, that's listed at 7.30 p.m. Of course, that's going to be 6.30 Central Time for me. So, yes, we finally know when this is happening. So it's coming up very very soon. It's probably too soon for your DVR to actually recognize that this is coming up. But this is that... Tangled series that we have been waiting for. Also, if you were paying attention to the Super Bowl, were you? Uh, you were probably paying more attention to the commercials if you're like me. 
Stranger Things. We're gonna we're getting a look at it here in the in a Super Bowl ad. As of this time, the Super Bowl has not happened. In fact, this puppy bowl is going on right now. I've got it on a small screen nearby me, so I can take a look at the puppies every once in a while. But we're gonna get a look at it here really soon. So hopefully, you did take a look while you had the chance yesterday during the Super Bowl, and so you saw some stuff about the second season of Stranger Things, also known as Stranger Things too, when they when they listed out here on the website. So I hope you checked it out. I'm sure it's somewhere online. Go and find it if you didn't get to see it. I, I know I'm excited. All right, now this, this is kind of sad, but it's also very, very cool. I uh, found this at a website called toysforgames.com. Uh, if you go to a slash infinity slash events, final days, blah, 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 it's a very long thing. But uh, they have announced the final days of online play because March 3rd, it's all shut down. Disney's not going to have anything playing anymore. Now, I don't know if anything is changing uh, because Avalanche has recently been acquired by WB Games, uh, Warner Brothers, and they're working on a Cars 3 game. Now, with Avalanche being brought to life, I don't know if that means that Warner Brothers is going to be able to get some sort of uh, licensing or ability to carry on Disney Infinity in any way. My suspicion, though, is that's not going to happen because they already have LEGO Dimensions, and I don't really know that they want to compete with themselves. I do wonder if LEGO Dimensions is going to start getting some access to digital versions of Disney properties that they already have. You know, you can buy Disney characters in LEGO form. We just don't have them in a game in LEGO form at this time, other than, uh, you know, there are some Marvel games and some Pirates of the Caribbean LEGO games and stuff like that, but they're not inside LEGO Dimensions yet, as far as I've ever seen. Uh, So, whatever's coming with that, I don't know. But... There is some online play because there's some uh, some trophies or achievements, whatever system you're playing on, that you can only unlock by playing with other people online. Okay, so there's going to be four weeks. They're going to host a, a play night on Thursdays and Saturdays of each week, following the same schedule. So from at eight o'clock Eastern, they're going to be playing Disney Infinity One. Nine o'clock Eastern, Disney Infinity Two. Ten o'clock Eastern, Disney Infinity Three. Okay, now for the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, NICE says they didn't receive Disney Infinity 1, so we'll start at 9. Of course, you know, if you got your PS3, I have a PS3 version of 1 and 2, so I, you know, I'm jumping in there. But there's a bit more of a schedule breakdown that they have. Now, the thing is, don't you have to friend the people that you're going to play with? And I didn't see anything about doing that. But I figure if you jump on to play, there is a, oh, look, Facebook events. There we go. Uh, So I will, I did already post this in the Facebook page for Neverland Podcast. So as long as you're following, uh, don't check it out. They also, they do have a Twitter page that is at Toys for Games where you can probably should be able to get in to find this website I'm looking at here. But Thursday, February 2nd and Saturday, February 4th, that's Xbox 360 day. Uh, there's a Facebook event to join for each one of these. I bet if you looked it up, you could find these even on Facebook. Uh, that'll, of course, like I said, February 2nd and February 4th, that's Xbox 360. So they're going to have those hours that I was talking about before to play. PlayStation 3 is going to be February 9th and and Saturday, February 11th. This coming weekend is going to be PlayStation 3. Then the Xbox One will be the following weekend, February 16th and February 18th. And then, of course, Thursday, February 23rd and Saturday 25th is PlayStation 4. Uh, Thursday, March 2nd, all consoles will be active. Now, remember, of course, the hours I put in there. Uh, These, of course, are events that you can join or at least say you're going to be there on Facebook. I don't think you really have to log in necessarily to Facebook to uh, actually join in on this. Just get in there and play. Now, uh, keep in mind that your system may require you to pay for some additional subscription service to play Disney Infinity with other people online. But at least you know that a bunch of people are going to be playing. So 
Definitely go and check it out. I'm going to go ahead and sign up for some of these events. So uh, if you happen to find my online name is usually like Glue Band or Glue Band 77 on the PlayStation. Uh, G-L-U-B-A-N-D-7-7. So come and find me. Uh, come play with me. Well, let's have some fun. Uh, it should be a good time. You know, in fact, if one of you happen to have your magic band... Come play with me so you can unlock all those secret things that the Magic Band's unlocked. Like, although I do have Small World open for the PlayStation 4, but there were some new things that were for the Magic Band. There's even stuff that you get something special for a Disney Cruise that you can unlock some certain things in the, on the PlayStation 4 for Disney Infinity 3.0. So come find me if you have some of those and help me unlock some stuff. That might make me very happy, I must say. <laughs> okay, but speaking of LEGO Dimensions... There are some fan-favorite franchises that are coming over to there. Stuff like Harry Potter, that's already coming. There's going to be an expansion to Harry Potter, but we're going to get the Goonies and Knight Rider in on this. All right? This is very, very cool stuff, you know, coming in for LEGO Dimensions. And, uh, you know, I've looked at LEGO Dimensions, and it's, you know, it's like $89. It's an expensive startup. That's $10 more than Disney Infinity was. But, you know, the pros to that is you only have to buy the game once, there's not going to any updates have been coming online and they keep coming up with these new sets. So I might be getting into this just because that, you know, with Disney Infinity going by the wayside, this might be the area that uh, I want to jump into to be able to play some things. And, uh, you know, this Harry Potter new set has Hermione with uh, um, Buckbeak. And the Goonies set has uh, Sloth and has a pirate ship and has the uh, skeleton organ coming. And, of course, Knight Rider, it looks like you're going to get Kit and Michael Knight himself. You know, don't hassle the Hoff, but you get to play with David Hasselhoff. Uh, there's also something, this fun pack. Uh, I guess this is a character called Chase McCain. Uh, and he looks like a police officer character and has a little helicopter. Uh, Michael and Kit, though, is coming February 10th. In other words, uh, this Friday, the Harry Potter Goonies and Chase McCain set is going to release May 9th. This, of course, is for all systems, as long as you have LEGO Dimensions. So definitely go and check this out. While we're talking about games... Now, this happened a while ago. This was January 22nd, and I'm going to butcher his name. Messiah Nakamura, who is known as the father of Pac-Man, passed away. Here, he was age 91. Uh, he founded Namco, which eventually Bandai did join with Namco and became Bandai Namco uh, back in 2005. But uh, this is the guy who created Pac-Man. Uh, so, I mean, let's face it, this is the game that set the world into video games. I mean, this was the game, really, especially when I was younger. Uh, it was, you know, I mean, there's Pac-Man fever. There were other games though, when I was younger, like Donkey Kong and stuff like that, but, you know, Pac-Man is one that still is like a record holder for starting the craze. Uh, so this is basically the father of the, uh, well, I wouldn't want to say the modern video game, but the father of, you know, video games in the arcade and stuff like that, you know, that passed away. So this is, this is sad news, but we're always going to remember his contributions. Okay. This, I don't fully understand everything that was going on, but there's a settlement, a hundred million dollar settlement on a class action, a class action lawsuit that involves wage theft and antitrust claims between Disney artists versus, uh, well, Disney and Pixar and Lucasfilm, all these different animation artists. Uh, they have basically won a court case. I mean, this is a uh, this involved Jeffrey Katzenberg, George Lucas, Steve Jobs. 
uh, Ed Catmull, a lot of people who are uh, basically going to be paying it up to uh, a lot of artists. And uh, from what I've been seeing, we're on like on Cartoon Brew's website, cartoonbrew.com. They're saying this is a good thing, although a lot of people think that these people could have paid out a lot more because when you you take a look at all the different artists that were involved in this, they're only going to get maybe seventy five thousand each. That's that's a lot of money. That's more than I've ever had at one time. Uh, but this was a big deal. Uh, I, I don't know all the details of this. What was going on with wage theft? I mean. I hear wage theft, and I'm thinking maybe they didn't pay everything they were contracted to. The companies apparently were finding ways to save money around this, and uh, I I don't know all the details to say right or wrong about this. All I know is that the artists have won, and there's people pretty excited about that. And yes, the artists do deserve the credit they get, uh, but I don't know like the details on how this all works. But uh, it was some interesting news, and I thought we would you know at least mention it here. All right, y'all. One more time, it don't matter what you look like, it don't, nobody gonna sing with me, okay. The Neverland Trailer Park My dear Belle, you're so ahead of your time. This is a small village. You are the most gorgeous thing I've ever seen. Nobody deserves you. And it's small-minded as well. But small also means safe. I will escape, I promise. Look, a girl. Who said that? Hello. <gasps> you can talk. Hello, of course. It's all he ever does. How lovely to make your acquaintance. Want to see me do a trick? What happens when the last petal falls? The Nastel remains a beast forever. And we become antiques. What did you do to it? Nothing. Get out of here! Go! You have to help me. You have to stand. If she is the one who'll break the spell, you must finally learn to love. Tell us all the stars. Have you really read every one of these books? <gasps> Some of them are in Greek. True as it can be. So we have a new trailer for Beauty and the Beast. And I I got to say, I'm just getting nervous. <laughs> I mean, as much as this looks exciting and looks very cool, and I, enjoy, I did enjoy the joke there with Gaston, he's looking in the mirror, when you hear him say, 
Hey there, beautiful. No one deserves you. That's very Gaston. And there's things that make me laugh. There's a lot of things that this has going for it, but I do love the animated version of Beauty and the Beast so much that I get more nervous the closer we get that they may have messed this up. Some things that I do find questionable about this new trailer is it appears that they are going to tell Belle about the curse on the castle. Now this, to me, alters how things are coming about in the ending. Now in the originally animated film, first the Beast learns to love her and, you know, and lets her go when she needs to go see her father. He learns to put her needs before his own. But we don't get to the point where we realize Belle loves him until she says so right as he's dying there, right as that last petal is falling in the original animated film. But to me, if you now in the live action are having her know about the curse, that puts the pressure to know that, oh, well, I got to learn to love him in order to help him break this spell. And I don't know, it, it, it takes away some of the, I don't know, spontaneity of it. Uh, I, it, 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 I don't know. It, I don't know. It just doesn't sit right with me. And I, I can't find the right words to de- describe it. Maybe some of you are thinking the same thing when you hear this trailer. Uh, also, I'm not a big fan of Ariana Grande or John Legend. So I'm kind of eh, about the fact that they're singing it. The song Beauty and the Beast there, I guess, for the ending credits of replacing Peebo Bryson as Celine Dion. So, but that's, you know, it's the end credits. I don't really have to pay attention to that. It's during the course of the film that I'm really going to be interested on the rendition that we're going to get from Emma Thompson. And we have heard, you know, a little bit of Emma Watson getting to sing as Belle. And, you know, I've heard some people think that perhaps she's getting a little bit of auto-tune help. I don't know for sure, but it sounds like she's going to be doing a fairly good job, and I'm I'm interested to see how it goes. There is one thing I also find interesting, and I, I, I it makes me wonder. We see a little bit of Belle teaching a little girl how to read, and about the same time we get to hear her father Maurice saying that Belle is ahead of her time. Now, the period of this is set, now I'm no historian, but I know literacy was not really widespread. So Belle being able to read, that's definitely kind of ahead of her time, but teaching others to read, I hope to see that not only is she teaching this little girl to read, but she's teaching the other children to read. This could be something that Belle has busied herself with there in the village, is teaching the children how to read, because then she really is ahead of her time, and she's teaching the future how to read. If it's just a little girl, then that's it simply seems to me like they're putting it in there for like a girl power, empowerment, and powerfulness, or whatever, you know. That's the only purpose. If it's only teaching one little girl that I can see and that, you know, I don't need an agenda in this. I just want to want a good story. Uh, so, you know, I really hope to see that she's teaching lots of children to read because that to me would be really cool. And that would show to me that Belle is ahead of her time and, and spreading literacy to the children. That would be fantastic. That would be changing the world around her. And that's that would be something awesome to see Belle doing. So that is my hopes for it. Uh, I Having little bits of doubt, though, that creep into me because I love the original animated movie so much. I think it probably is my favorite of the Disney animated films that I, if they mess this up, I'm going to be so upset. <laughs> we'll just put it like that. Uh, but there is one Disney classic we also get to talk about. Let's jump right in and talk about Pinocchio. There'll be spectacle, there'll be fantasy, there'll be daring do and stuff like you would never see. Hey, a movie! Yeah, we're gonna be a movie! Starring everybody and me. Boy, I wish I were you people seeing this for the first time. Kermit, I got a great picture of the chicken! Oh, good! When you wish upon a 
He's only a little boy, made of wood. But his heart is pure gold. His conscience is a cricket named Jiminy. His name? What is your name? Pinocchio. Pinocchio. And his story is ageless. I got no strings to hold me down, to make me fret or make me frown. I hit strings, but now I'm free. There are no strings on me. Then you get in trouble, and you don't know right from wrong. Give a little whistle. Give a little whistle. And always let your conscience be your guide. It's a message. What's it say? It's about your father. Uh, he was swallowed by a whale. Walt Disney's Pinocchio is back. Okay, so yes, I did set this up as a movie review, when really this is a Blu-ray, DVD, digital, HD release <laughs> review. Uh, wow, watching this movie again, I've got to say the first 10 minutes, uh, maybe more, all the way up uh, to the Blue Fairy is more enchanting, charming, and magical than I think Disney has put out anything in the last 10 years. I mean, this movie really draws you in from the beginning. I mean, especially when your opening song is When You Wish Upon a Star, which has become the theme for all of Disney. I mean, that song is it's amazing. And to have that to open the film and really, you know, it bookends the film even and, and even comes up there when, when Geppetto is making his wish. But this movie, I mean, it's so enchanting. It's such a great film. If you've never seen Pinocchio, this is a great opportunity. Go get yourself a copy of it. This is very good. And the the high-definition transfer of this film looks fantastic. Uh, I kind of wondered if they would put a little borders, you know, uh, on the side because everybody's got widescreen TV. So, you know, you do have some black lines on the sides. No big deal. I would have liked to see maybe something decorative on the sides. I, I think Peter Pan had that, didn't it? I'll have to go back and I've got the HD of uh, Peter Pan the Blu-ray as well. But it looks great. It looks like it was just brought out into theaters yesterday. It, they really did a great cleanup job. It, it looks amazing. And the effects for what they had back then, just from animation without any computers, just amazing. And just for, for what they were doing and being really, as we'll use the phrase, ahead of their time, uh, it is wonderful. Uh, so it's a, it's a great film. You already know that. And it looks great on this. So it's definitely worth your money and your time to go and get it and to share with your kids. I mean, they're just going to love this. But, I mean, this was Disney at its best back in the 1940. This, I mean, it is just wonderful. Now, there's some really cool special features. They did include some old ones from a previous release. So you've got a really great, a couple of different things about some making of Pinocchio. There's some, of course, trailers. The original 1940 trailer is on there. Also some re-release from 1984 and 1990, or 1992, I think. But, you know, really cool to see the trailers. And I really love the 1984 one. Uh, it's really good stuff. But uh, getting to talk about the sweat box, which was sort of a new thing for Disney, where he would, he would would Walt would get all of his animators in, and they even have some transcripts from the archives that they read through and they kind of act out a little bit 
uh, of being inside the sweat box and also some other you know storyboard meetings. You've got some actual transcripts from Walt. They have a voice actor pretending to be Walt and reading these to you. As you're getting to look through all the, the story coming together and the storyboards and some great photos of Walt, and we get to hear from, I mean, goodness, uh, Ollie, Frank and Ollie, you know, Frank Thomas, Ollie Johnson, uh, Ward Kimball get to, you know, hear from him, and even the commentaries with Leonard Malton and J.B. Kaufman and, uh, I forgot what the other guy's name, they have some clips from Ward Kimball and, and, and great other artists, so the, the commentary is definitely worth watching as well. And I went through all of it and just great special features. A lot of things going into of memories of the film, memories of making the film. And I love that they went into the archives and dug out these documents to be able to get into what was going on during the production of this film. So the special features are fantastic. If you go to your Disney Movie Rewards Club and you enter the code to unlock it in Disney Movies Anywhere, which also is connected to my Voodoo account, all the special features will also unlock digitally so you can watch them all right there. So you never actually have to put the disc in the player if you want to. But if you do put the disc in, which I did, uh, I really liked how the menu is presented. It, it was basically you're looking at the storyboards and every once in a while a storyboard will come to life in a scene from the movie and things like that. Very, very great. Uh, a lot of interesting stuff. They managed to get some deleted scenes. They they show you some of the uh, story art from some deleted scenes, and they put some voice to it and talk about where the scene would have taken place. And there is at least one scene that uh, I, it must have been a hard decision for Walt to take away and not put in there with the grandfather pine tree. Where it's this great little scene where Geppetto was going to, after Pinocchio had set his fingers on fire, Geppetto was going to tell him why he should never play with a fire and be proud to be made of wood. Uh, and this really great little story of grandfather pine tree and, you know, <laughs> or grandfather tree. And it was unfortunately removed. And I'm, I, they talk about Walt Disney having to sit there in the storyboards and decide what gets in and what goes out. And that must have been a rough decision because it would have been a great scene. But definitely, you have to check out all the special features. It's a wonderful film. If you've never seen it or your children have never seen it, go out and get it. You will not regret it. And now I think it's time to take a ride. Before we take a ride on Pinocchio's daring journey, let's talk a little bit about it. You can find this ride in Fantasyland in Disneyland, California, Tokyo Disneyland, and of course, Disneyland Paris. Now, in 1976, in Disneyland, it was decided that the Mickey Mouse Club Theater was going to be taken out, and they were instead going to put a Pinocchio Dark Ride into it. And it was originally intended, actually, that the ride, the cars that you're going to be in, were going to look like some of Geppetto's wood-carved toys. Now, the guests, they will get into this wooden car, and they enter Stromboli's marionette show. Funny thing is, it doesn't really begin at the actual beginning of the movie. You start with Stromboli. But, you know, the lobby and the entrance area, you do get to see a lot of the things at the beginning. But you start out seeing Pinocchio dancing and singing with some other puppets. As you go on some other adventures with Jiminy Cricket telling you to watch out, you get to go to Pleasure Island. You get to see Lampwick turning into a donkey. And, of course, get attacked by Monster of the Whale. I mean, lots of fun stuff. And then, finally, at the end, you get to see the interior of Geppetto's workshop as the Blue Fairy appears and disappears as she brings Pinocchio to a lot. Well, turns him into a real boy. He was already, I guess, alive, wasn't he? Uh, but it's a wonderful ride. I've never gotten to read it, uh, see it myself and ride it myself, but I've seen some video of it, and it's, it just looks great. And having just watched the movie, you know, I'd be excited to go ahead and ride this. But let's take a virtual ride on it, and then after that, we'll listen to the story of Pinocchio.
wife for me A high silk hat, a silver cane A watch, a bird, a diamond chain Hi, diddly-doo You sleep till after two It's great to be a celebrity An actor's life for me Hi, diddly-dum An actor's life is fun With clothes that come from the finest shop And lots of peanuts and soda pop Hi, diddly-doo You sleep till after two It's great to be a celebrity An actor's life for me Hi, diddly-dee An actor's life for me A high silk hat, a silver cane A watch, a bird, a diamond chain Hi, diddly-doo You sleep till after two It's great to be a celebrity An actor's life for me This will be your new home <laughs> For me you are making lots of money! <laughs> Look out! Oh no! You're going the wrong way!
is your Neverland story time. You can listen along with your MP3 device. You will know it is time to listen when you hear the chime like this. Let's begin now. singing my way from hearth to hearth, but let me tell you what made me change my mind. One night a long time ago, my travels took me to a quaint little village. It was a beautiful night, and the stars were shining like diamonds high above the rooftops. As I wandered along the crooked streets, there wasn't a soul to be seen. The only sign of life was the lighted window in the shop of a woodcarver named, uh, uh, Geppetto. So I hopped over to the window and looked in. It was a shame to see a nice, cheerful fire going to waste, so what do I do? I go in. I look around. Of course, being in a strange place like that, I didn't know what to expect. A cricket can't be too careful, you know. So I ducked behind the coal shovel and peeked out. 
Well, sir, you never saw such a place. The shop was filled with clocks carved out of wood. Cute little music boxes. And shelves just full of toys. And then something else caught my eye. A puppet. You know, one of those marionette things, all strings and joints. This one was a boy, and a real cute little fellow. Just when I had started to work the strings and play with him, I heard voices. In a jiffy, I made it to a chair and hid where I could look out and watch. Down the stairs came a cat, followed by two feet attached to a kindly old gentleman. All he needs is a little more paint and he'll be finished, the old gentleman was telling the cat. Well, I could see he meant the puppet because he started dabbing paint on him, you know, putting on eyebrows and things. Then he said, I think he'll be all right, don't you, Figaro? And the cat sort of nodded, although bothering the old man at uh, Geppetto, by making passes at the paintbrush. Pretty soon the puppet was finished, and Geppetto tried to think of a name for him. Finally, he decided, Pinocchio. Pinocchio must be his name. But the cat didn't like it. And Cleo, the pet fish, swimming around the fish bowl, she didn't like it either, shaking her head when Geppetto asked her. Then Geppetto said they'd leave it up to the puppet and slyly pulled the right string so the puppet nodded a great big yes. So, Pinocchio it was. Then Geppetto decided to start up a music box so he could dance with Pinocchio by pulling the strings and pivoting him about. Music professor! sitting on a workbench. Geppetto told Figaro the little puppet looked almost alive, and before the old woodcarver fell asleep, he looked out at the wishing star and made a wish that his little Pinocchio might be a real boy, never dreaming that... But wait, I'm getting ahead of the story. As for me, I settled down and was just about to sleep when a bright star, the wishing star, came right down out of the sky, making a very bright light. It came right on in through the window and turned into, uh, as I live and breathe, a fairy, a blue fairy. Now this blue fairy went over to where Geppetto was sleeping. Good Geppetto, she said, you have given so much happiness to others. You deserve to have your wish come true. Then she said to Pinocchio, little puppet made of pine, wake the gift of life. 
is thine. So Pinocchio, with his strings gone, rubbed his eyes and said, I can move! I can talk! Then the fairy told him he was not to be a real boy yet, but that if he proved himself brave, truthful and unselfish, someday he would be a real boy. It was up to him. He'd have to learn to choose between right and wrong, and his conscience would tell him. About this time, I got in the act, explaining to Pinocchio that a conscience was a still, small voice that people won't listen to. Then he asked the fairy if I was his conscience. She asked me if I'd like to be, and I said, well, <laughs> uh-huh. So she said, kneel, Mr. Cricket. I dubbed thee Pinocchio's conscience. Then she tapped me on the shoulder with her wand, and there was a brilliant light, and I was Sir Jiminy Cricket, wearing a complete new outfit of the fanciest dudge you ever saw. If everything turned out all right, she said, I might even get a solid gold badge. And then she disappeared. After that, Pinocchio and I had a heart-to-heart -heart talk, and Pinocchio said, I'm going to do right. Attaboy, I said, and I'm going to help you. Anytime you need me, just whistle. Of course, Pinocchio didn't know how to whistle, so I showed him. When you get in trouble and you don't know right from wrong, give a little whistle. Give a little whistle. When you meet temptation and the urge is very strong, give a little whistle. Give a little whistle. Not just a little squeak. Pucker up and blow. And if your whistle's weak, yell. Take the straight and narrow path. And if you start to slide, give a little whistle. Give a little whistle. And always let your conscience be your guide. singing, Pinocchio started dancing on the bench. Just as we finished the song, he danced right off the edge and fell in a heap among the paint pots. The noise woke up Geppetto and Figaro, who came running. When they found Pinocchio could move and walk and talk, there was some excitement around there, you can bet. The next day, Geppetto sent Pinocchio off to school. The old gentleman was pretty happy, calling Pinocchio son, and Pinocchio calling him father. How could they know that some old meanies would make a lot of trouble for Pinocchio? A sly fox called Honest John, a bad cat named Gideon, a villain called Stromboli, and a real baddie known as the Coachman. Pinocchio met the first two on the way to school. Honest John the Fox told him all about the happy life of actors. Come on to the theater. Hi, diddly dee, an actor's life for me. A 
high silk hat and a silver cane, a watch of gold with a diamond chain, I'm diddly day, an actor's life is gay, it's great to be a celebrity, an actor's life for me. John and Gideon got Pinocchio to forget about school and go with them and, and become an actor. And that's where Pinocchio made his first big mistake. When Pinocchio didn't come home, Geppetto looked everywhere for him, but he just wasn't to be found. In the meantime, Honest John and Gideon, uh, Giddy for short, had taken Pinocchio to meet Stromboli, who ran a puppet show. Stromboli put Pinocchio in the show as the puppet who could talk, who could walk, and move without strings. In the show, Pinocchio would sing this song. You can bet he was a big success. so much money for Stromboli that Stromboli wouldn't let him go home. You know what that big villain did? He threw poor little Pinocchio in a cage and snapped the lock and told the little wooden puppet that from now on the cage would be his home. Pinocchio shook the bars of the cage and yelled, let me out of here, let me out of here. But it didn't do any good. You can see that Pinocchio was really in a fix. When things looked blackest, the blue fairy appeared again. The only trouble was that when she asked Pinocchio why he hadn't gone to school and how he had gotten into this awful predicament, he made up a lot of lies about being attacked by monsters and a lot of other big whoppers. And each time he told a lie, his wooden nose grew longer. Finally, it stuck way out of the cage. My nose, he yelled. Oh, what's happened? Then the fairy said that perhaps he hadn't been telling the truth. So, with a little encouragement from me, after all I was his conscience, he came clean 
And when he promised to be good, the fairy touched her wand to his nose, and it was just like new again. Not only that, the door of the cage opened, and Pinocchio was free. And he and I got out of there fast, <laughs> and that's no fib. It seems, though, that Pinocchio's adventures were just starting. About this time, Honest John and Giddy had gotten acquainted with a shady character called the Coachman who was collecting stupid little boys who played hooky from school. He paid big money, which, of course, interested Honest John right away. The Coachman said he took these stupid boys to a place called Pleasure Island, at the mere mention of which even Honest John looked frightened. But when he and Giddy saw Pinocchio returning home from his last adventure, they convinced him he should go on a new one, a vacation on Pleasure Island. I'm diddly-dee, it's Pleasure Isle for me, where every day is a holiday and kids have nothing to do but play. I diddly-doo, if what I hear is true, a land of pudding and marmalade is Pleasure Isle for me. Now, Pleasure Island was reached by coach and then by boat. The coachman took a load of boys there, including Pinocchio and a tough kid named Lampwick. The kids were having a wonderful time. Free cake and candy, ice creams, pie, pickles, oh, all sorts of things, a, a regular carnival. But there was something fishy about that place. I had managed to jump on the coach at the last minute and go with the boys, and now I decided to get Pinocchio out of there. I found him smoking a big cigar and playing pool with Lampwick. He was beginning to look sick, and I couldn't get him to come away. Of course, I was only his conscience, and Lampwick, he said, was his best friend. Well, okay, that settled it. Go on and laugh, I told him, and make a jackass out of yourself. I'm through. Well, sir... When I tried to leave, I found the coachman and some goons shoving a lot of donkeys down a chute onto a boat. I couldn't figure out where the donkeys all came from. They were being put in crates with their long ears sticking out between the slats. The coachman looked at them. I heard him say something that gave me chills. You boys, he was saying, looking right at the donkeys, will bring a nice price. And then he laughed that evil laugh. I couldn't believe what I saw. These were boys turned into jackasses. You boys have had your fun, the coachman went on, cracking a big whip, and now you pay for it. So that was it. Now I was upset. I ran back looking for Pinocchio. Pinocchio, where are you? Quick, we've got to get out of here. When I found him, he had just noticed Lampwick was sprouting donkey's ears and braying. Then right before our eyes, Lampwick got down on all fours and turned into a donkey completely. Come on, Pinocchio, I shouted. And just then, Pinocchio found he had sprouted donkey's ears, too. Then a tail popped out. Come on, quick, I yelled, before you get any worse. We went over a wall, out on some rocks, and over a cliff into the ocean. Then we managed to get up on dry land and head for home. But when we reached Geppetto's house, it was empty. The bed hadn't been slept in. The furniture, the workbench, even Cleo's fishbowl stand, all covered with cobwebs. Geppetto, Figaro, and Cleo had vanished. While we stood there wondering, 
a dove flew in and dropped a message. It said Geppetto had gone looking for Pinocchio and had been swallowed by a whale. A whale? Yeah, a whale named Monstro who lived at the bottom of the sea. A whale of a whale who could swallow whole ships alive. At that, Pinocchio started right out to find Geppetto. And of course, there was nothing for me to do but go along. When we got down to the sea, Pinocchio jumped right off the cliff. Well, I knew I might be nothing but live bait down there, but <laughs> I jumped too. Down there, we went under the water among the fishes and clams and things. Now Pinocchio started marching along on the bottom of the sea, calling, Father, oh, Father. I had a terrible time trying to keep up, especially with all those curious fishes following us. Some of them gave us trouble. Hey, you, let go of my umbrella, I said, you little squirt. We couldn't get rid of them. Until I explained, we were merely looking for Monstro. Boy, when I said Monstro, those fishes turned tail and disappeared in nothing flat. Next, we were discovered by some seahorses and sea donkeys. They wanted to play, so, so I rode one of them. Steady there, Nellie, steady. Well, all this was fine until I asked where we might find Monstro. Then they really left us, sakes alive, how that sea donkey bucked to get me off his back and swim away to join his pals who had left by the nearest exit. Now all this time, Geppetto and Figaro and Cleo were inside the whale just about starving to death. They tried fishing, but didn't catch much until Monstro opened his mouth and let a lot of tuna fish in. Then they caught enough to last for weeks. There was part of an old ship inside the whale, and this was where they were. Suddenly, Pinocchio got swept right into the whale's mouth with the fish. He and Geppetto and Figaro and Cleo had a big reunion. But as for me, well, I couldn't get in. The darned old whale closed his mouth, and I was left outside like a bill collector. I yelled at Monstro and rapped on his teeth with my umbrella. Hey, you! I gotta get in. My pal's in there. Come on, you big moose. Open up. But no soap. He just looked out of those big eyes and stayed put. Inside the whale, Geppetto had discovered Pinocchio's donkey ears and tail. Pinocchio started to explain, but Geppetto said, never mind now. Geppetto had his little wooden head. Nothing else mattered. Geppetto had built a raft to get out on, but the whale only opened his mouth when eating, and then everything came in and nothing could get out. Pinocchio had the idea, though. They built a big fire using chairs and barrels and, oh, all kinds of wood, anything they could find. The smoke from the fire made Monstro sneeze, and he sneezed all of them and the raft right out of his mouth. <laughs> With the smoke coming out of his mouth, he took off after the raft. And it looked like Pinocchio and Geppetto and Figaro and Cleo too were, well, they were done for. That mean old whale dived and came up under the raft, upsetting it and tossing everybody into the water. 
They got back on, but here he came again. They escaped by jumping overboard just as the whale's tail smashed the raft to bits. Just in the nick of time, Pinocchio hauled Geppetto up on the shore, unconscious. But then the backwash got Pinocchio and he disappeared back into the sea. I was having my troubles too, but by using a bottle as a boat, I managed to get ashore. I looked around and there was Pinocchio lying face down in the surf among the rocks, out like a light. Geppetto came too and Figaro and Cleo made it and between all of us, we got Pinocchio home. Well, with Pinocchio lying so still and even Figaro shedding a tear, things were pretty sad. Geppetto was kneeling beside the bed crying and saying, my boy, my brave little boy. And you can bet I was feeling pretty bad too, even if I was only a conscience. Then all of a sudden, everything got bright and there was the blue fairy. Awake, Pinocchio, awake, she said. Well, so help me, Pinocchio opened his eyes and there he was, his donkey ears and tail gone, transformed into real boy. At that, Geppetto said, this calls for a celebration. So we got a music box going. You should have seen Pinocchio and Geppetto dancing, Figaro too. She danced and Cleo swam around in the rhythm in their little fishbowl. As for me, well, that was practically where I came in. I hopped up on the windowsill and looked out at the bright light in the heavens. Thanks, my lady, I said, taking off my hat. He deserved to be a real boy. Well, you can imagine, suddenly there was a bright twinkling light right on my coat lapel. And then I was wearing a solid gold badge which read, Official conscience. Boy, that was really wonderful. When your heart is in your dream, no request is too extreme. As we sign out here, I do want to remind you to find Marvel Tooncast, the mighty Marvel Tooncast. Uh, If you go to marvel.neverlandpodcast.com, you can find it. But go on to iTunes, give it us a review, give it a a subscription. I plan to, like every couple of weeks, release something there. Uh, The next thing we plan to release is a commentary of the first episode of the Spider-Man animated series. And then in a couple of weeks, we'll release uh, Tim and I just talking about that show. Definitely go and check that out. Also... Go to disversal.com. 
there is an app even for your phone to listen to Dizversal Radio. I have a show on there called Toon Tunes that airs on Tuesdays. Uh, I believe it's about 4 o'clock uh, Central Time. But, you know, start listening at 3 if you'd like. Listen all day. This is a, a streaming radio for Disney Audio, also some Universal Audio. Really great. So make sure you're going and checking that out. And, of course, make sure you help me out on Patreon. I really am looking to get a, a mixer. I found one for about $99 that will come with Pro Tools. And I would like to be able to up the quality of this show. So if you'd like to help me out on Patreon, uh, I will probably put together a GoFundMe to see if we can get some crowdfunding so I can afford to get this mixer. Uh, So I would appreciate your help in that. But uh, make sure you come back next week. We'll have even more fun here in Neverland because Valentine's Day is coming. So we're going to definitely have to have some fun because in a lot of Disney films, there's definitely some romance in the air. And we're going to talk about that. But until then, well, here's our closer. Thank you for listening to the Neverland Podcast. We invite you back next week for more fun and adventure. Until then, remember to keep a pixie in your pocket. It's that young at heart, positive attitude that you can share with others. And remember to visit our website at NeverlandPodcast.com. There you can find links to our news page, our shop, our contact page, where you can easily send an email to podcast at NeverlandPodcast.com. You can also find our Neverlanders page, where you can find out how to become an official lost boy or pixie, because girls are too clever to get lost. Become a real Neverlander! Please feel free to leave us a voicemail at 816-226-6492. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at NeverlandPCast. And like our Neverland Podcast fan page on Facebook. We also have a group on Facebook for you to join. We also appreciate your support to keep the Neverland Podcast up and running. Visit patreon.com slash neverlandpodcast to donate to keeping the pixie dust alive. Copyright content featured on the Neverland Podcast is copyright of their respective creators and used under fair use license. All original content is copyright of Blue Band Productions and a very special thanks to Yeehaw Bob Jackson at yeehawbob.com for our new ending music. God bless! Yeah! Hello everybody, this is Yeehaw Bob Jackson. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Neverland Podcast, it's true. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.